Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So is Kevin Cash the manager of the year in the American League? Good thing they voted before the playoffs, because I think he might be. It's Florida-Georgia week. All precincts are closed. We're going to declare a winner. And Antonio Brown met with the media after his first practice with the Bucks. He sounded contrite. We'll tell you what TB12 and Tony Robbins had to do with his comeback. We've got all that and more to discuss with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 on Bay News 9. On this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burstick. Hey, you know who's got the best party platters for your catering in Tampa Bay? Uh, it's Mr. Empanada. What the heck is an empanada? Well, here's what you do. You take your favorite foods, whatever they are. You place them inside a pocket of homemade dough. It's cooked perfectly until it's golden brown and piping hot. Their empanadas are a fresh twist on some old favorites. Now, you can order their delicious menu items made from scratch. They include soups or salads or the Cuban sandwiches. Order them online at MrEmpanada.com or call any one of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay. Where Latin food quality and service meet, it's Mr. Empanada. All right, Steve, so we had a chance to uh, talk with Antonio Brown on the uh, Zoom call that the Bucks set up after his first practice. Um, it was a walkthrough practice, although Bruce Arians said that uh, he was the only guy running <laughs> full speed. You imagine, like, being out for, you know, what's been about 18 months of not really playing football not knowing if you were going to get back you know, into it again after the eight-game suspension. And then um, here you are in the middle of, of really what is sort of a chase for the NFC South, the biggest game of the year on Sunday Night Football. And Antonio Brown uh, is going to have a role uh, where he could play anywhere from 10 to 20, 25 snaps in this game. So I'll say this about Brown, and uh, I, I know we've got a little soundbite maybe from it, but he sounded extremely contrite. He hit all the right points, I thought. I've been super grateful to be here uh, with such great organization, uh, to be around some great players. Uh, for me, you know, first and foremost, uh, being away from the game a year and a half, uh, just to see, uh, to be able to be a part of the process and be out there with the guys today was uh, surreal, uh, something I don't take for granted. You know, something I have a great appreciation for, uh, a better perspective about. And uh, a lot of grat- a lot of uh, gratification uh, to do what I love, man. You know, it's a blessing. He was very humble about everything. It's clear to me that you know he missed football, and and he is not taking it for granted that he has found his way back to a team, uh, to the process, to the, you know being being part of a team and, and one that uh, is in the middle of a uh, a very important stretch of their season. So. Look, I I understand, and we've talked about you know the issues that are outstanding outstanding still with him, and some civil suits and things that are coming up later this this month. Um, but he won the press conference, as they say. You know, he uh, sounded like somebody who was pretty well focused on football. And uh, let's face it, how how many shenanigans can he have if he's staying at Tom Brady's house? 
Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I believe he has missed football, and I believe he believes he's a changed man, and we'll see. Yeah. You know, once the spotlight's back on you, once you have some success. There you go. Uh, that, then we'll, you know, we'll see if he truly has changed some or if he'll resort kind of back to his old ways. And, and you know, only time's going to tell, but you hope with Tom Brady in his corner and let him stay at his house for now that that'll be a positive influence on him and – you know, there's a lot of good guys in this locker room that can be a positive from Mike Evans to mm-hmm. to many others in this locker room too. That you know, you hope that that positive influence and the fact that he's been out of football for a while and is you know this may be his last chance that you know you kind yeah. of wake up to that. I think he realizes that, and um, you know, he he came in wearing the TB12 hat and uh, had a big smile, and and uh, you know, obviously he's very charismatic. Uh, and he mentioned the fact that all these guys were his former teammates, you know, Byron Lepwich and Larry Foote and Antoine Randall L. Um, Bruce Arians, you know, he is coached and played under in, in Pittsburgh. So um, there's a lot of guys, I think, that, that understand Antonio. And, and, you know, like I said, if he's if he's doing the work, if he's putting in the work to try to change himself, he admitted he had some anger issues, he had some things um, that he had to work on, and, um, you know, so far, so good. I mean, it's, it, let's see if we can get him on the field for a game. I, it was interesting. I talked to uh, Sean Payton, who did a conference call with some of the Tampa Bay media. And, you know, when I asked him about Antonio Brown, he said, look, he goes, you know, the problem that, that we face is we know he's a really great player, but we have no idea exactly how they're going to use him, what role they're going to put him in, what packages he'll be in. And so, they're, you know, obviously they know the talent and he can play anywhere. Um, but to try to figure out, you know, what combinations they're running, um, where they line him up, they put him in motion, like how are you going to account for this guy? And already you can see that that's going to have a good impact on one of their other receivers, whether it's Mike Evans or, you know, Scotty Miller or, you know, somebody like that. Um, Antonio Brown's going to get plenty of attention from the other defense. So in other words, Sean had the same press conference he had before the first game that time they met. We have no idea how they're going to use Tom Brady and what offense they're going to run. And, <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. He kind of says that after <laughs> before every game. I'm not uh, saying it's did, not, and, there's not some truth to it, but yeah. Um, well, they didn't know, and, and no. unfortunately, neither did Tom because he acted like he had no clue what what offense they were running. Um, you go back and look at that game, man. Ooh, it was not it was not one of his best, and he had the pick six and all of that. But um, I think they've come a long way since then, baby. And um, you know, we'll just see. Uh, how it all how it all plays out, but it's always always great when um, the Saints and and the Bucks get together. Of course, you don't know how many more times you're going to see Drew Brees right at Raymond James Stadium. Um, you didn't think well we'd be, see him this yeah. year, so no. Uh, and in fact, I was convinced that he was retiring, and I and he thought long and hard about it. I mean, even after they were pressing for an answer, he didn't give it to him right away. So um, I I could just kind of read the tea leaves when I was over at the Pro Bowl, and he had his kids and. You know, kids go to those things, but he was taking a little extra time to smell the roses and, and, you know, selfies with them and introducing them to players and things. And I get it. You would do that with your kids, too. But it just seemed like he was lingering a little too long on the practice field at times. And and I really didn't think he'd come back. And now he's, you know, he's on the injury list with a shoulder I think is going to have to have for as long as he lives uh, the next, you know, 50, 60 years or whatever it is. Um because that's that's just the condition it's in. But no, I, I love the matchup. I you know, these two guys have gone back and forth for the NFL lead and career touchdowns. It's really interesting that standpoint. Um 
yeah, it should should be should be a great game. There was some other other Bucks news, uh, however, other than Antonio Brown, uh, Ryan Suckup, their place kicker, of course, who they signed before the start of the season, won NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I think it's been a while since we've been able to say that about a a player on special teams, much less a kicker. I was going to say a kicker. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be a long right. time. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of oxymoronic right there. You know, Bucks kicker player of the week like that. Those those things usually don't flow together. But he's been really really accurate. Um, good guy, God fearing guy. I mean, like you know, um, fits in perfectly. I I just you know not, not the longest leg, not going to get you many fifty two, fifty four, fifty five yard field goals, but he's money. You know, from the forty five, forty on in, and you know, there's something to be said for that. He kicked four field goals the other day against the Giants, and it turned out that, um, you know, they, they needed all of them. So um, good for him. Congratulations. It's, it's certainly been a while uh, since they've had a special teams player of the week for sure. The other thing is that uh, some bad news, Ali Marpet, their starting left guard, who almost never misses a game, much less a practice, uh, he's in concussion protocol. Nobody remembers seeing Ali getting stung like that, but apparently sometime during the game um, he was hit. And, uh, you know, these concussions are, are, are very serious. And the first thing they're going to do is make sure that um, he can, you know, feel better by the end of the week and, and go to an independent neurologist. And they'll, they'll try to determine whether or not, you know, he can play. But, they, you know, this is the thing. That offensive line, and I think it's not a secret that when you have an offensive line that stays together and all five of those guys have started every game, they get better as they play, mm-hmm. um, but this is going to be a little bit disruptive now if, if Marpet can't go. Well, as we talked about after uh, Monday night's game, this is the only team that's had the same offensive line start every game this year. So There you go. There uh, you if go. Marpet can't go, that means no teams in the NFL through the first nine weeks will have uh, had an, uh, the same offensive line go. That's crazy, man. That's a lot of injuries, and, and the Bucks' offensive line has been uh, one of the best in trying to protect the quarterback. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, the uh, lovely and talented Chris Trello of Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9 joins us. Chris, it's been about two and a half years since I talked to you last. <laughs> I think we've gone through uh, 10 championships, and I don't know how many late nights you and I had, but not together. Um, i got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I was glad that uh, – and, and not glad that the Rays lost, although I'm not sure I could have taken a Game 7 simply because I was out of gas. How did how did the the boys and girls at Bay News Nine navigate all those all those championship runs there late at night? Okay, so I want to go back to the Lightning real quick because I was I'll tell you what I think it was like the Saturday when they could have won it in Game Five, I believe, right? right. So that game goes to what double overtime? Yep. And so we've got our weekend crew there, right? And they're mm-hmm. you know they you know. They're, they're the weekend crew. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're like, oh my God, we have to stay. Like they want us to keep <laughs> updating this. And I'm like, yeah, like this is what we do. Like, you know, you, like it's like, this is just who we are. Like, yeah. you know, like we, well, this, this is the lives we've chosen, you know? So, 
Um, so they were kind of like, oh, my God, when are they going to score? And I'm like, I don't know. I could call the bench for you. I could see if they could do something about it. But, you know, so I, I think that was the first time I went, God almighty, please end this. And then when they when the Lightning won, it was nice. We could kind of move on because so much goes into leaving stuff over for the mornings, like what you have to do with putting a podcast out. Yeah, you know, like what right. we have to do is leaving morning wraps. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into that. I can't I can't do the I can't do the highlights without a final. I just can't. So. Right. And then you had the uh then you had the crazy uh uh parade and uh in, in boat show <laughs> that that was good content as well. Oh yeah. From, from Raymond James. <laughs> yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then, you know, listen, I have uh, because we haven't uh, been together here uh, on the uh, podcast for a while. Um you know, Kevin Cash is now up again for manager of the year. I think this is his third third try. And of course those Things are, are generally voted on by the baseball writers before the postseason, so I, I would think he'd have a good shot. Although my friend Steve Versnick says that he thinks Rick Renteria, of the White Sox, might win, which is ironic since he got fired for 85-year-old Tony Larusa. Is that really 85? I think he's 76. But anyway, um, <laughs> so so just quickly because uh, I, I mean, you you had to be like like many of us, kind of jumping up and down, saying you're not going to get this ball from this guy right now, right? I mean, with Kevin Cash, that was despite knowing that 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 somebody the chart said to do it, none of nobody felt good about it. Probably not even Kevin. No, no. And here's the here's the thing because it was the fourth inning, and I'm starting to tweet out like he better not take him out. He better not take him out. Mm. Like, you don't touch him. And then John Smoltz starts going on about, oh, you know, it's not about being physically tired. It's about being mentally tired. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, does Blake Snell look any bit tired to you <laughs> no. in any way, shape, or form? Let me tell you something. John Smoltz said the best game he ever pitched was a one nothing loss in Game 5 of the World Series in 1996. He got out-dueled by a young lefty by the name of Andy Pettit. All right? So he was watching another great young lefty starting to really get himself together. And whenever I saw Kevin Cash came out of that dugout, I said, my God, what are you doing? And then Mookie Betts afterwards, he said, that was it. He goes, that's all we needed. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just very – Look, listen, I get the numbers. I get all of it. And, listen, the reason why the Rays got there is because they play the, the numbers. They, Absolutely. They play, the, mm-hmm. they play the guys that no one else – thinks about playing they go for outfield formation they do things you don't think about you can only dream of doing and so that's why they got there but you're right until you're wrong and unfortunately it was just the time when you know i wish kevin cash who's a really good manager and i think is manager of the year he just needs to you know that's one of those moments you just put your card in your back pocket and you say okay blake it's all yours mookie hasn't hit you and if mookie Betts gets up there and lines a double or a two run home run yeah, tip your sure. cap and say you know what at least you at least we we went with our ace yeah the next three guys including Betts, had struck out twice and as a hitter you're <sighs> happy to see almost anybody and as far as blake snell getting tired well Here's the guy that stays up to four o'clock in the morning playing Fortnite, I think, or whatever he does. Hey, yeah, gamer. he's got the strong hands, you know. He's fine. He's yeah. all set, you know. <laughs> he's not going. He's not going to get tired. Um, yeah, that was that was a tough one, and you just hope for Kevin Cash, who you I know you know him very well. I I've been around him. Uh, I think he does an unbelievable job. You know, to to succeed a guy like Joe Madden, as wildly popular and successful as he was, and do it somewhat seamlessly and get this franchise back to where they are. Um, is is not a small feat to say the very least. And it means a lot to him, obviously being in his hometown and all of that. But boy, you sure hope because you know how hard it is to get there, Chris. 
you sure hope that he gets another chance to get back one day. But if he doesn't, you'd hate to have this on the first line of his Wikipedia page, right? Yeah, no, and I, and look, I I think we all agree the Rays, the way that they've drafted, the way that they've been able to, you know, hey, Heimblum goes to Boston, we saw Friedman go to L.A., and yet the the what they do internationally, what they do with with the draft and free agency, they still find a way. So I think the nucleus, I think everything that you want in this Tampa Bay team, it's going to work. We you know we were worried about a sixty game season. I think it's going to work fine over a hundred and sixty two game season. Yep. Um, and, and I just I think you know the Rays are going to hopefully find their way. Listen, if Charlie Morton wants to pitch. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, you tell me. Snell, Glass, now, and 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 Morton in one of the best three big three. That's that's probably the best big three in baseball. So they're yeah. they're they're lined up. They just got to get a few things worked out. But yeah, Kevin Cash, great guy, great demeanor from spring yes. training on. Never a care in the world. I mean, his interviews during the World Series were classic. I mean, the mm-hmm. way he was making Joe Buck laugh, I've never seen that. So uh, he's a great guy, and yeah, I think the organization's got the right guy leading them. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know the the the, the big news in the game that everybody is, is focused on will be this Sunday, uh, Bucks and Saints. You've watched uh, sort of the evolution of this offense. Tom Brady starting out, three touchdowns, three interceptions, first three games. Of course, when they opened against New Orleans, it, it was not nearly the same uh, team. He wasn't really that uh, up to speed on the offense, much less the players. But since then, he's gone like, what, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. It, it was a, or one interception. It was a, it was a bad Bad game against the Giants, but you know you know how that is. I mean, you go up there, um, you're on the road. It's Monday Night Football. There's no fans. It was tough for them to generate some of their own energy, and they didn't play well. And but yet, Daniel Jones, you know, became Daniel Jones, and um, the Giants lose after they pick up a flag for the two point conversion. I mean, you saw the game. Just what what have you made of sort of where the Bucks are right now? Are there still are there still a lot are there still holes they have to patch or um, are they just winning, you know, in spite of themselves sometimes? And, and really, I mean, I think Sunday it comes down to, Chris, you win that game, you're in a, a perfect position to win the division. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Bears game was an important lesson for this team. And I think, you know, yeah, you lose on a short week and things weren't mm-hmm. going your way. and But I, I think, you know, that Giants game could easily go the other way. I mean, give Joe Judge credit. I think he's a very – young good coach that i think even though the giants are whatever they are you know you've got a good nucleus around him you've got jason garrett you've got guys now daniel jones has to clean stuff up because he looks more like james winston right now than he does anybody else so Mm -hmm. he needs to clean himself up but um but he's got a lot of potential i like some of their defense for the giants so the bucks when you lose a weapon like godwin and you've got different guys and you know, you and maybe those guys, yeah, you trust them like a Mickens or somebody, but you know, there's always that chance that a couple of passes don't go your way because they stop running or miscommunication and that gets yeah. you off the field. So things happen, right? I mean, and, and, and listen, I think the Bucks team last year with Jameis loses that game up in New York. No question. So no question. with Tom Brady, with these guys, they're gonna win these games. And you just if you're a Bucks fan, you kinda sit there and say, Okay, well, they won and you can move on. So I expect them to play really well on Sunday. And, um, you know, Tom Brady, I think if anybody wants a chance to kind of redeem himself, I mean, think about it. The biggest games for him, this is probably the biggest division game he's had in a long, long time. I mean, 
He's never had to redeem himself against the Dolphins or against the Jets or the Bills. He's all he's this is huge for him. This is one of those games where he goes, you know what? I, I wasn't that good against the Saints. I have to find a way to be good. I'm really intrigued to see how he handles that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think that uh, you know, he's gonna want to play his best game and, and I do think that being home will help. There'll be some fans, of mm. course. Uh but the Saints, you know, the Saints have been a tough out. I mean, they just keep hanging around. Drew Brees keeps hanging around. They're they're probably gonna get Michael Thomas back. Um, Alvin Kamara has been a problem. It's going to be it's going to be a, a an interesting atmosphere, I think, overall. And and um, you know, I I really this is one of those games where I think it could go either way. And yet, I do believe that if you get swept by the Saints, even if you finish, of course, then with the tie, you know, the same record, you're going to lose because of a tiebreaker. This is this is about the postseason. That's why Brady is here to play these big games and. You know, he's got to be a lot better than he was in New Orleans, which I think he'll be, but but I I can't really figure out like which way to go with this game. I just think it's going to be it has the potential to be one of those really entertaining Sunday night football games and and I hope it is for the fans. I think it could be who has the ball last. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, I mean, cause listen, Breeze, Brady, you give them two minutes in the ball and a chance to go score. There I you mean, go. Just yeah. get out. Just, just enjoy yourself. So, um, right. you know, I mean, we'd all enjoy that as not just reporters or stuff, but as fans, uh, I will be there. So I am excited to, uh, to be there for, uh, for this game. So, uh, nice. it's going to be, it's going to be fun, you know, and I think that's all you can ask for is just two really good teams, two hall of fame quarterbacks who are the top two pass TD passers in the game's history. And uh, let's just see what they can do for to see who's going to probably go ahead and win a division. Now, um, Antonio Brown is looking for a place to live. Do you got any room, or do you think he stays with uh, Brady and in, in, in the big you know mansion there on, in Jetersburg? Or what, what what do you make? First of all, what do you make of this acquisition? Really, we know that Tom has driven this since probably March, but let's face it. Um, and we talked to Antonio. I don't know. You know I'm sure you saw. His comments yeah. today, contrite. I mean, very contrite, very understated, very uh, introspective. I mean, I guess Tony Robbins has, has <laughs> made an impression on him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I He's got think, nice teeth. I don't uh, know. Yeah, no, no, we're all full up here in the Torello household. But um, you know, I think uh, I think for Brady, it just you know, I, I remember when Brady spoke on this not that long ago. He really, you know, he's always believed that it's his job, especially since he came in. He had a lot of great teammates on both sides of the ball, veteran guys who helped show him the way. And he understands that he had a very nice upbringing, very privileged upbringing, a blessed upbringing. And he knows a lot of his teammates don't have that. So Mm -hmm. he feels, especially as he gets older, he needs to pay it forward. And I think for whatever reason, Antonio Brown is like, some lost soul mate of his because yeah. the two of them, whenever they're around each other, they seem to be the happiest. So yeah. I think having him with his, you know, having him at home, having, I think it's a great way to kind of say to Antonio, Hey man, you really are here. You really are a part of this team and you don't have to go to a hotel room. You don't have to do that. You're with us. So that's a really comforting thing uh, for right. Antonio Brown. And like you said, he sounded. He said all the right things. He said it all in the right form, right? Yeah. So yes. I have no. I don't think he's going to be a problem on the field. 
And right. I really don't think he's going to be a problem in the locker room. I remember when they got Leonard Fournette, everyone's like, oh, this guy's a cancer in the locker room. I don't think there's been one issue with him. You know, mm. so you, you know, these, these are all guys who understand that it's, it's about winning. It's about coming together, trying to see if they can put this together between right here in November through, you know, February. See if they can raise a championship. So, you know, listen, they need the help. He's one of the best to ever play that position. I mean, he's just gone through stretches. And I think even in his young 30s, he's got a lot left in the tank. So uh, I think, you know, good time off to kind of clear the head. Obviously, he had to serve his suspension. But listen, you know, as far as Roger Goodell and the NFL is concerned, he's paid his debt to them. So throw him out there and let's see what he can do. You know, it's interesting because, and Brown mentioned this on the interview, that, you know, um, like Brady, he he was a, a late-round pick. Um, you know, did, no one expected a whole lot of him when he came to the NFL, and yet he had this sort of insatiable work ethic. And I think Tom has, has probably added to that. I mean, they spent like all of 11 days together. It must have been the most unbelievable 11 days <laughs> in New England. I mean, it's, it sounds like a book title, right? 11 days in New England. But I... I I think that that he does see sort of a kindred spirit, and he does he does want to help guys. He feels an obligation to help. He's, everybody has said that Brady is a tremendous teammate. He's very generous uh, for a superstar quarterback. He just he just wants to be one of the dudes. Clearly, he's not. He's Tom Brady. Um, but for whatever reason, I mean, there is this sort of competitive fire in both those guys that have them performing at a level that. I mean, it's one thing to be a quarterback at 43, which is ridiculous. How about when you're running and catching and playing at the level that Brown is capable of? And he's played one football game in, in 18 months, but, you know, he's he doesn't he's never out of shape. He looks like he can go out there and, and, and you know, keep doing it for another five years. Yeah, and I think that just you go back to what you said. I mean, I think I think he was the 195th pick. I think yes. out of Central Tom Michigan. was 200. Yeah. 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 Right around there. So, I mean, then Brady's 199. So yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, it's crazy. So um, I think what I see is two guys who, even though they are probably right at the top of their, the list for, you know, guy, you would, if you had to pick a team, those are two guys you'd want it they, to them. It's almost like they're the last kid being picked for dodgeball. And they're going to go out there and they're going to show you why they should have been. Well, no, seriously, Brady's going to fire I know that ball saying. at the team captain and, and get him out. And then Antonio Brown's going to catch the ball from the other team captain. That's how, that's how they're motivated. That's how they're wired differently than so many other players. And you see it week in and week out. Rick. You see the, the Falcons, Matt Ryan, you know, oh, lose a game. Ah, oh, no big deal. Ho-hum, move on. You know, you see the way some players are. That's not Brady. Brady loses a game. He is so ticked off. He wants off the field, you know, like, and, it, and he don't, he doesn't care what anyone says. You know, he doesn't care if people want to say that it's Nick Foles for whatever reason, he doesn't care. Yeah. He wants to win. So that's Antonio Brown. He's got a big chip on his shoulder and Brady. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a guy with a bigger chip on his shoulder. Who's done more in his life. So it's, yeah. I think those two are really out there together. Proven, proven a lot of people wrong. Yeah, if you can dodge a car. You can dodge the ball, right? Yeah. Right. Say. Something like that. You can dodge a wrench. So. Yeah, dodge a wrench. Is that what it was? A car? I don't know. I got I screwed it up. See what I dodge, did there? I screwed dodge, up the movie dodge line. Dodge. So. Yeah. Um Well, uh, there's been uh, uh a little bit of college football. You know, we still haven't seen the Pac twelve yet. I guess they're coming back. Big yeah. Ten has been has been interesting to have them 
uh, back in action and and uh, watching Jim Harbaugh flame out uh, as as he's wanted to do. But this COVID, I mean, Wisconsin, you know, great start, and then they have to miss a couple games. I mean, how do you think it's going? I get because we and you have talked about this, you know, and, and the, the goal is to keep as many people safe as possible. Um, I mean, Nick Saban got this thing and was still able to coach, you know, a few days later. Um, are you enjoying the college football season? Does it feel at all normal to you when you when you turn on the TV on Saturday? I think when you get to Saturday, it's normal. When you actually yeah. see the games being played, it's normal. Um, yeah. Just like, you know, Sunday morning when I see Adam Schefter or somebody else tweeting out, okay, no tests, no positives, we're good, let's go. You know, yeah. games are going to kick off, you know, and I think – you know, as the weeks go on, you kind of take for granted that we've got this pandemic still going on because things for a little while can seem normal, right? You go through the routine, you go to practice, you get the injury report, you get the quotes, you, you get interviews, and you're like, oh, we're moving along here, we're moving along. And then all of a sudden, boom, shutting down a facility, shutting down a facility. So, um, you know, no matter what level you're at, it still kind of catches you off guard a little bit because you still so desperately want that normalcy and none more so than on a Saturday in the fall, uh, watching what mm. Florida went through, watching what other teams have gone through. And I'm sorry, Rick, about Wisconsin, because let me tell you something. Wisconsin looked every bit as good as any team that you're going to see. They, they were did. dominating. They, looked they got a quarterback. They got a quarterback. Oh. You know, who knew? He's good. He's good, man. He's really good. You know, Hurts, Graham, yeah. Graham, and then, you know, they, they lost their second string and their third, and they were going to be down to their fourth string if they played that game. So yeah. um, it would have been, but yeah. And you know what? I don't know. Part of me still thinks they should have started when the SEC started. They should have yeah. just said, let's, you know, they, listen, we can go back and replay this a thousand different ways. I'm sure. never going to get it. You know, I'm never going to go to a pre- school president and say, why aren't you playing earlier in a pandemic? You know, I just, yeah, that, just, right, that right. just sounds crazy. So, um, mm. but yeah, I mean, I think hindsight, maybe they could have played earlier, but it, it is what it is, but it, it has felt normal when they play. And listen, I was watching with my brother-in-law, my future brother-in-law, who is a Michigan fan and mm. watching that game with him. That's when you know it's normal because <laughs> the agony is there and yeah. watching Jim yeah. Harbaugh just screw up. And yeah. clock management's awful. They don't. I mean, they should not lose to that team. They lost to Rutgers. Our boy Greg Schiano. No offense, but you don't lose to Rutgers and then beat Michigan. That's not how this works. So yes, very much so. There's some normalcy. People in Michigan want uh, Jim Harbaugh fired. So all all is still fine. So we're we're having a lot of normalcy in that sense. Yeah, well, he hasn't beaten Michigan State much, hasn't beaten Ohio oh. State at all. So, I mean, at some <laughs> point, you you can't just you know keep losing to uh, the schools from up north. But um, they'll have to figure out a, a way to get it going. Oh, we got it's Florida Georgia week, and that's always exciting. And but let's back up just a little bit to uh, Halloween night, which was odd <laughs> enough without what happened against Missouri. Look, I, I like Dan Mullen. I think he's a really good coach. I thought he was a good choice when they when they hired him. And and I think he's going to win a lot of games there, okay? And, and, you know, Kyle Trask is is a good quarterback, and they're, they're, they're playing well on offense, not so much on defense, but they got that going. I'm trying to figure out what in the hell was going on uh, with the brawl. Aside from, you know, obviously a late hit under the chin. Nobody likes to see that. You're going to protect your teammates. But... I thought I thought that Dan Mullen I thought he got everybody charged up and sort of threw gasoline on that fire when he came out there. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think some, you know, I think they're, his team's going to love it, right? His team's going to sure. be like, oh, no, this guy loves us. He's fired Got our us backs. Up, blah, blah. Yep. They got, yeah, he's got our back. You know, that's, that's uh, you know, but I just, yeah, I mean, listen, Mullen, like you said, is a really good coach. He's had some, I mean, his first his first fumble this year was, uh, I want 90,000 in the stands like Texas A&M. And yeah. Then, uh, it was all down. Oops, we all got that. COVID. Yeah. Whoopsies. Right. But, uh, you know, yeah, and the, you know, I mean. Forgot about that. Look, yeah, I mean, look, I think Dan Mullen, um, I think he'd want that moment back. But he understands his team has a chance to do something special. And they've, they've kind of beaten all the odds this year. Um, but it's really uncharacteristic, especially when I go back and, you know, these, these one thing that the, I wish we could do, but these, um, schools do, and even professional teams is they have their own video department and they do their own half hour shows and they put them online and stuff. Well, Florida yeah. had one where they had them all spread out in the swamp, all spread out And Dan Mullen. I remember him saying all eyes are on us. They are going to watch us every single step. Now, Dan Mullen knows everyone's watching him in a regular season. Why in God's name do you think with a pandemic you could get involved like that and mm. just fire people up to be around each other more than they need to be and do all yeah. that? So it's it's very it's very very um, uncharacteristic. He but he's a fired up guy. So look, I I don't I don't know. I, I just I really don't I don't like that stuff. I don't like it in general. But especially right now when you got to keep people away from each other more than anything. And, and he just completely, that was the wrong thing to do. So I, I don't like that at all. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I would like to see him win something first, <laughs> you yes. know, like yes. beat Georgia and get to the sec title game. And then maybe uh, I, again, I know college football is so much about the coaches because they're the one constant, right? You change players every four or five years. Um, and then, you know, it was Halloween, but you didn't have to be Darth Vader, did you? I mean, oh, that was kind what? of fun. He wore a mask, though. I mean, that's, he did. that's cool, you know. Yeah. Full mask, yeah. Yeah. You big? Are you a Star Wars guy? Like, are you into that? Do you do? Do you? Yeah, no. So I went. So actually, I've, I've been at Disney, of course, of course. I was at Disney the past few days, and yeah. we actually got onto Rise of the Resistance. Which is the ride oh, okay. where you got to get up early, get in the queue, and then you get to go. Let me tell you something. It's probably the most well detailed ride I've ever been on in my life. Really? The details. Incredible. They got stormtroopers all over. Oh, they got cool. the cast as part of it. Everything about it was really cool. So, so yeah, in that sense, you know, a ride like that because you grow up watching it, absolutely I like it. But no, I don't know if I'd ever dress up and go to a press conference dressed like, uh, just like Darth Vader, um, you know, like that. But uh, hey, to each their own, I guess. But yeah, you're right. I mean, don't forget, Jim McElwain went to two SEC championship games, and then they fired him. So, he did, yeah, exactly a, right. He he won yeah. ten games. We're waiting. We're waiting on, on Dan, which brings us to uh, this game. And I I think Georgia has a, a really good defense. Um, I, mm. my my boy Todd Munkin, Munkin is there as their offensive coordinator. They've been through a couple quarterbacks now. Um, Offensively, I think they struggle, and nothing against uh, uh, you know against Todd necessarily, but you know it's sort of like your weaknesses are we? You know, they they struggle scoring points, and Florida struggles stopping people. But I give Florida the edge. I think this is the year they get. And, and again, that Georgia defense is very very good, and so and Kirby Smart is really good. Um, 
I like I kind of I'm leaning towards the Gators in this one. I think maybe they 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 beat Georgia and despite stubbing their toe against A&M, maybe they make it to the SEC title game. You know, I always think to myself, this is the year, you know, to, to bring it back high school wise. Oh, this is the year Tampa Catholic beats Jesuit. And, and it <laughs> hadn't happened in about 20 years. So <laughs> That's true. I, uh, you know, now it's 2020. So my part of me thinks it's going to happen. Anything. This year. Yeah. Yeah. But um, if ever a year. But no, my point is, is that every time you think this team finally has the number, the team that isn't doesn't look like they're better shows up the team that always somehow finds a way to win so it wouldn't shock me if georgia comes out and punches florida right in the mouth a few times and before you know it, you're looking at the score going wait a minute what like it's it could be that way but i'm with you i think florida is the better team this year kyle trask has been just unbelievable i don't think People probably wanted to give him a chance that he's going to be good. He's going to be. No one saw this. Nobody. So, uh, you know, he's. I think he and uh, Pitts and a couple others, if if they can get hot, yeah, they have a chance to to show the Bulldogs a thing or two this week. And the Bulldogs haven't seen a Gators offense that can score, score, score like this before. No, they got some real talent, and Pitts is just amazing, amazing player. Hey, I thought of you. Uh, I was flying back. Where was I? I was in New York, and I'm on, on JetBlue. And um, you know how they have the direct TV. So I was doing direct TV, but then we got in the clouds or some, something went on, and so I lost that. So I, I, flew, I decided, well, let me find a movie. And okay. I found, I found, uh, I, look, I'm not a big Adam Sandler guy, but I found un, Uncut Gems. Oh, God. And I only bring it up because your boy, all of a sudden, I go, whoa, 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 hey, what's... What's this? I didn't know Mike Francesa oh. could act. Oh. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's a, oh, yeah. he's a no, bookie no. all of a sudden. Oh yeah, it's the dumbest bet I ever heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you know, here's the thing, Mike. Here's the thing, Mike. One, 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 one take. One take. I, I looked at the director. He goes, I goes, you want to do it again? I said, Mike Francesa doesn't. I'm the number one. I do it in one take. So we walked <laughs> off. And I said, Julio, get the stretch. And we go, we left. That's what we did. So, yeah. Did you like it? I couldn't watch I, it, man. I, I got KG. I got, like 20, I got KG. You know? <laughs> I got like 20 minutes in and I turned it off. I couldn't really? do it. I thought That's it how far so I got. I got oh. I got until the scene where he, he uh, you know, of course, Garnett. If you haven't seen the movie, we're not going to spoil it for you because I saw about the first 10 or 20 minutes. Basically, he gets this gem or this diamond, whatever it was, and, and Garnett has to hold it so you know he hawks the ring and yeah. and he go and he knew he was going to have a good game cuz he felt such power from this rock and uh he must have bet the house and then when they when he wins and goes back to his apartment that then I was done. I was like okay, I've seen enough. So I don't yeah, know how it comes out. I might might watch the rest of it. But yeah, how about Francesca with a Now he had to get paid for that, right? I mean that had to be Oh yeah. A couple yeah, no, dollars. I don't, I don't want. I don't want it for charity. Okay, I got. I get paid the big bucks. Okay, you pay me the big bucks. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's got to be rolling over. Especially New York radio just got a heck of a lot more interesting. So uh, yeah, know, I give did. his time slot to his like to his nemesis. So uh, that'll yeah. be that'll, that'll be interesting. But but yeah, no, yeah. A, you're right about that movie. About watching that movie, watching that part is probably the best part. So yeah, no doubt. So what we got going on at uh, at Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9 that uh, you can tell the folks about to look at look into? Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, just kind of we're, we're really kind of honing in on the Bucks now. I think, you know, our yeah. focus has really been all over the place like everybody else. <laughs> you is. think, so, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. But, no, I mean, our coverage is, is picking up with the Bucks, and we've been consistent. But, 
now I feel like it's about to take a turn. And, and also, high school football, we're going to the playoffs next week. So uh, nice. nobody covers the area better than us when it comes to these teams. And yeah. uh, so I just anybody who needs high school shooting, high school highlights, we've got you covered. We'll take them all the way to, the, to December. So that's something I really want to push for people. It's the best damn sports show on the air, um, Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9. Chris Torello is the guy you need to watch. Chris, it's been too long. Now that the uh, the late games are over, we'll do it more often. All right, yeah, not at 2 a.m., though. So. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> right, my thanks for Chris Torello. It's always great to catch up with him. I'm glad uh, we'll have him back more uh, regularly now that, uh, we, well, other than the Bucks who play night games, we should be okay in the windows there. Matt Baker, our college football writer, who's going to be, uh, I think, attending the Florida-Georgia game. He'll break that game down for you, and uh, that's on tomorrow's podcast. Of course, USF, FSU, Miami, all back in action a big week in college football. And we'll get you ready, of course, for the Bucks and the Saints on Sunday night football. It'll be, uh, I think, one for the ages or maybe the ageless there with Drew Brees and Tom Brady and um, trying to play for first place in the NFC. The Saints already have a game in hand. They won in the opener, and they're going to try to see if they can sweep that series. So that should be a great one. We appreciate you guys listening. Thanks so much, uh, as always, for Steve Burstick, Governor Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.